Hey y'all, it's Lauren. This week I'm talking with Justin Taylor about boudoir photography. This is the Chicks and Dip Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's Lauren back with another episode of the Chicks and Dip podcast for you. I've got a great episode today. Um, It's a sexy episode. We're talking about boudoir photography, y'all. At this point, whenever the episode comes out, um, I will have done a photo shoot and I will have like totally shared all of it. Um, But I did a boudoir photo shoot. I partnered with um, Velvet Light Boudoir here in Savannah um, and we did a shoot. Uh, It was awesome. I've never done, I've done Done tons of photo shoots, but I haven't done a boudoir photo shoot like this. Um, and of course, I'll give you all more details. Um, but I just want to shout out uh, Justin and Velvet Light Boudoir for um, partnering with me. He was wonderful. He was so professional and made me feel very beautiful. Um, and I also want to shout out Easton Up. Um, it's a vintage store here in Savannah. And I I wore some of my own outfits. Of course, like the actual lingerie was mine. Um, but like I really wanted like some sexy like you know, robes or like vintage like nightgowns or something to wear in these photos. And so I called Emily, who owns Easton Up, and she hooked me up with some beautiful pieces. Um, so y'all definitely check both of them out. Um, it was great. But uh, before we get into that with Justin and talk some more about um, boudoir, I obviously want to talk to you guys about some things I've been talking about over chips and dip this week. Um First things first, I want to gripe for one moment. I want to gripe. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way. I can't imagine that I am. But a pet peeve of mine that like the older I get, the more it ticks me off is people like sending you a text. I'm not talking about your friends or your boyfriend or your mom or whatever. Like people that you have like like a business relationship with or even like a borderline business relationship. Like maybe you have like a a social media kind of relationship with people. People sending you a message with no greeting. I'm talking about it's eight in the morning and you just send me instead of saying, good morning, I'm going to be in Savannah. Can you help me find a place for dinner for six? Totally fine. Instead of that, I wake up at eight in the morning and you just say, need reservation for six. Good morning. Good morning to you. Or like, maybe it's like 6 p.m. I think it bothers me the most outside of work hours. 6 p.m. and I get a text from you that just says, send email when you can. I haven't talked to you in three days and you know, hello. Nothing? Just send email. Oh, okay. Okay. And so... (laughs) The way I handle that, I always text back, good morning, send, to let you know this should have been a greeting. Or I say, hello, how are you, send, and then I answer your question. (laughs) And like, you know, it's really, if that's something that's like not a big deal, it's really not a big deal. And you know, like I'm being a little bit dramatic here. But like, just a simple good morning goes a long way. You set the tone. You know what I'm saying? You set the tone from, I need something now, I, I don't know what mood I'm in. Versus, good morning, I need something from you. That's so much more pleasant, you guys. It's like an abrupt alarm clock versus like one of those alarm clocks that like wakes you up with like a a hybrid of like a light 
coming on with like a, a chirping of a bird, you know? That's just more pleasant. It's just more pleasant. It sets the tone for a good day. Goodness. And end griping. Um, something else that happened to me <laughs> this past weekend. I went out with some friends um, and we were walking past like we were walking from like this place that we saw a comedy show at to a bar and um, we were walking past it was like kind of like a construction site kind of thing and they had like a fence up it wasn't like the like chain link fence but it was like a like a paneled fence but it was like clearly like being worked on like it was kind of falling apart like there were boards and stuff like falling around and um so I'm like, you know, like walking past and like my friends are just like kind of being like, you know, drunk fools. And uh, they walk past the fence and bump it and like a plank moves. And so my friend start like starting to like punch at the fence because like the plank kind of fell off whenever he like brushed it. And so now instead of just picking it up, he's like, oh, you want to go with the fence like being funny? So he starts like, you know, fake punching at this fence. Then he starts real punching at the fence. And so something about me. I don't really consider myself a rule follower or a rule breaker. Like it really depends on what we're doing. Like there are definitely some situations where like rules do not apply to me in my head. You know what I mean? Like if like no one can get in real trouble or like, you know, no one's going to get hurt or nothing illegal. Fine. Like break the rules. That's fine. But like property damage. Um, <laughs> I feel like I am a little bit of a rule follower. And so like my friend wasn't like destroying this property or whatever, but like he was just like fucking around with the fence and I was like, stop. Oh my God. And um, so then they start calling me a snitch. They're like, wow, Lauren's being a snitch. And so then I look around and I realize like all the people that I'm with are wearing like gray hoodie with like denim jacket. Like they're all wearing the same fit. I am wearing a bright purple faux fur coat. My hair is as light and glowy as it is. I'm wearing leather pants and then these huge, the shoes that I wore a couple weeks ago, huge platform sneaker that are totally bedazzled. So all of these fools look exactly the same, wearing the same outfit, not identifiable at all. And then there's me. If you ask any person Who's the super, super light-haired bitch with the bright purple fur coat? They're going to say it's me. And so I'm like, you guys, I'm not being a snitch. I'm not being a snitch. I just don't want to get blamed for property damage because they're going to look at the security footage and see y'all and be like, we don't know who these plain folk are, but we know who that is. Like, <laughs> y'all, I'm, I'm not being a snitch. I'm just thinking like, I'm trying to not get in trouble here, okay? So maybe I am being a snitch. I don't know. But I was like bitching at my friends and then this woman like across the street <laughs> overheard all of it and sees them giving me a hard time and she just shouts out, y'all should listen to your friend. Y'all should listen to her. She's right. Y'all should really listen to your friend. I said, thank you. Thank you. I'm not being a snitch. I'm not being a party pooper, but like leave the fence alone. Stop messing with the fence. <laughs> it was so dumb. And so I, I corralled them. And we left and we went on our way. Fence was fine. No, no real damage. And uh, I haven't gotten a call, you know, from the police saying, man, we saw you and your friends punching a fence on Saturday night. <laughs> Phew. Thank goodness. <laughs> anyway. The only other thing that I wanted to chat with you guys about is a conversation that we had right after we wrapped up. So I recorded my interview with Justin already. And whenever we got done, I don't even know how it came up. Um, but me... 
Calvin, uh, Sarah, and Justin were all talking about like ranking egg rolls. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. So like I love Asian food across the board. I love it. Specifically, Chinese food is like my favorite food of all time. Obsessed. Um, and I love egg rolls. Like an egg roll is one of my favorite snacks. I love like a frozen egg roll that like I can make at home. I love to just go get an egg roll. There's like if you're from like around Savannah, they have the Parker's gas stations. They have egg rolls on their like hot bar. Like you can get like the grits and the eggs and the chicken and like the potato logs. And then they have egg rolls and they're like the size of my head. They're so big and so good. And so I was saying like, oh, I could go on like a like an egg roll like ranking tour or something. And it just opened a conversation about like just Chinese food in general. Um, and y'all let me know what your favorite Chinese food is. But I think my all time favorite Chinese food is the mall kind. You know, like there's some places like you go in and it's like... <laughs> It's like the walk up to the counter and they've got like the 16 pictures of like the different dishes. That's the shit. My personal favorite though is like whenever you go into the mall and it's like you get to pick one meat with rice and side or you get like two meats, rice, two meats, lo mein, egg roll combo, whatever. Whatever, that is my favorite. And every time it'll be like literally food for just me. And I'm like, I need the three meats. I want both rice and lo mein. I want two egg rolls and I want the wonton soup. (laughs) Four fortune cookies. Like I get food for a family of four and it's just for me. It is like, and I don't do this often. It's probably like once every like six months. I just have to ball out. Like I've got to go to the mall or to the drive through one or honestly, even to the one that has like the 16 pictures that you just choose from. And I need like $75 worth of Chinese food and I'm going to go home. I'm going to put on my pajamas and I'm going to turn on Bravo TV and I'm there all night. It's like a disgusting sight. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I can't go anywhere after I eat like that. Like I'm done for the night. <laughs> I eat like that. I have to shower and lay down. That's as, like, that's it. That's the day. Um, But we were all talking about that. And I think that's like a pretty universal thing. Like everybody in this room was like, oh, yeah, yep, yep. Once a year, you got to have that night. Like it's it's great. It's great. And um, there's a wonderful restaurant here in Savannah that is like very authentic (laughs) Chinese food. And it's so good. But the first time I went, I went in and I was like, oh, shit, this is not the same. Like I'm thinking that it's going to be like the mall food court. And it was like gorgeous plates, like real, real food. And I was like, oh, my God, like I don't know where to start. And I remember asking my waitress, I was like, can you just like tell me like you pick like the most popular item on the like the menu? That's what I want. And I still don't I don't remember what I had. I just know it was good. (laughs) But it's not the same. It's not the same. The mall Chinese food experience is so specific. And it's the best. It's the best. Anyway. All right, y'all. I'm going to quit rambling. That's just what's been on my mind, you know, a range of things today. Um, But before I get into it with our interview, y'all know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Neutral. Thank you so much to Neutral for supporting the show. Um, Neutral is a vodka seltzer made with uh, real juice and real vodka. It's so good. It's not, like, I can't, like, hype it enough. It's not super... Like, just flavory and sugary. Like, it's got, like, great flavor. Like, it's, it's like, you know, cranberry, classic cranberry. It's going to taste like a vodka. It's like cranberry. The cran apple is going to taste like apple juice with a little cranberry. But it's not, like, it's hard to describe. It's not that fake sugar flavor. There's got to be a name for that. Y'all know what I'm talking about? 
Like whenever you like make a sweet tea and you put Splenda in it and it just like doesn't taste quite right because you didn't use like the real shit. It tastes like just off, like processed and fake or something. To me, neutral does not taste like that at all. It's like just very fresh. It's clean. It's it's just the best, y'all. I can't hype it enough. I love it. Um, as we're moving into, this will come out in February. So yeah, like as we're moving in February, I can't think of a better uh, Valentine's Day drink than a neutral, especially this cranberry pack. It comes out pink. Hello, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, whatever. Literally, I would love a box of neutral for Valentine's Day. Like, give me the cute red cranberry pack, pop a pink bow on it. Uh, I love you. Anyway, thank you so much to neutral for supporting the show. I love it. Y'all pick it up any liquor store um, around. You can find them or you can order them at the bar. Almost every bar I've been to here in Savannah and more um, has the neutral. I love it whenever I go out of town with friends and they're like, Lauren, like I've heard you talk about this neutral is it actually good? Like, I see it at the bar. Should I order one? I'm like, yes, trust me. And I've never led anybody astray. It's wonderful. I've had them in New Orleans. I've had them in Mississippi. Like, they're great. Pick up a neutral, you guys. And thank you so much for supporting the show. All right, y'all. Without rambling any longer, I'm going to get into it with Justin. So let's go. All right, y'all, I'm here on the set with this week's guest. This is Justin Taylor. He is a boudoir photographer and the owner of Velvet Light Boudoir. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me here. I'm so excited. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe before we get into like questions, Mm -hmm. maybe I should like tell people about our week last week. Okay. So last week, y'all, I did a boudoir photo shoot with... Justin and it was amazing we so I had done I I don't even know if I should say like I had done a boudoir shoot before because it did not feel the same Mm -hmm. like I had done a like a styled wedding shoot and like five minutes of that was a little bit of like wedding style boudoir but it was more so like put on like sexy undies and like halfway get dressed so it was not even close to the same thing I don't think um so I like kind of went in new um and you do like which we'll get into this in the interview but like there was all of this pre-photo shoot like questionnaire like he really like got to know me got to know what style i wanted like what i'm comfortable with all this stuff um but we were shooting for what how many hours um the actual shooting part probably like two and a half two and a half half three raise your mic just a little bit Uh, better. yeah (laughs) um yeah two and a half to three hours it was like a long time and it flew by to me it was super fun um and you like were demonstrating all the poses and stuff i brought like a ton of outfits um but we'll get into it so so we did the photo shoot we've done our photo reveal and at this point like by the time this episode comes out um you guys will definitely have seen these photos because i'm posting them like literally today um but I guess maybe, like, we can start with you. Um, tell me about you. How did you get into boudoir? How did you get here? Um, how did I get into boudoir? That's good. Um, so I've been doing photography since, uh, like, 2002, um, just kind of as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just was doing a shoot with a friend one day, and we started doing some kind of, like, they wanted to do some, some nude stuff, um, mm-hmm. more like fine art type things. Um, and it, it was a lot of fun. Photos turned out great. And then uh, a friend of theirs saw him, and then she wanted him done, and then just kind of went from there. People asking, and then um, yeah, I had a friend of mine, uh, Callie Beal, who's a, a wedding photographer and boudoir photographer in town. Um, was like, oh, you need to try boudoir. Um, but then everything I had seen, like it just it didn't really appeal to me. Yeah, and a lot of it felt kind of like uh, it was just like bright and uh, kind of lacy, and um, 
the poses and stuff felt very like kind of static. Uh, at least that's what I had in my mind that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but decided to give it a shot one day and uh, just tried it in like a style that I enjoyed. Um, something that I, yeah. Um, and then uh, the first like person I did it with, um, they kind of come from a place of just like insecurity. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, she had never, you know, liked any photos she had seen of herself. Um, and then when she came to see her photos, she, she yeah, just kind of went uh, a little nuts, like crying and just really enjoyed them. Um, so like just having that emotional reward um, was uh, something that I really enjoyed. Yeah, this train is insane. How is that so loud right now? If you guys can hear that, I will laugh. I bet they can. You don't think so? Should I do an impression of the train just to give it to him? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> if you guys are on here, they can hear it. They can hear it. I knew it. Everybody in Savannah can hear that train. I mean, literally. That's hilarious. All right, y'all. We're just going to keep trucking. Pun intended. <laughs> um, so, like, whenever somebody suggested that you do boudoir, or I guess it was your friend, rather, who wanted to do nude stuff, like, was that intimidating at all? Um, not at the time. Um... It was just kind of like, yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, just try it out. Yeah. And I, I mean, your work, to me, the style of your photos, like I keep saying they look like paintings, like mm-hmm. fine art is the vibe. Yeah. And so like, has that always been your style? Like, do you think that's why you weren't really nude, like weird about nudity? Um, I wouldn't say that was all my, always my style. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely been something that I've kind of uh, progressed into um, because I, I, I like uh, like creating photos and stuff that just feel timeless. Yeah. Um, and then you know you can be sexy and timeless and classy all at the same time, um, and yeah, no, it, it was a it was like a long progression to get there. Yeah, and so is boudoir. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be full nude, obviously, because my photos mm-hmm. were not full nude. Like, what classifies boudoir as boudoir? Ooh, um, sorry, I didn't expect to have a history question. Yeah, for you. I um, yeah, I'll Google that when we get back to you. No. Um, <laughs> I think any kind of like intimate photography, um, yeah, with the intention of kind of having like a sexy feel to it. Yeah. Boudoir. That makes sense. Um, stuff that's not like overtly sexual. Yeah. Nature. Um, so you talk to me about some of your clients because I mm-hmm. think a lot of people think of boudoir as a pre wedding gift for your future husband. Yeah. Um, but I understand a lot of your clients you know, are referred from like therapists or things like that. Tell me about your clients. Yeah. When I first started doing this, um, I thought it was just going to be, yeah, like young ladies wanting sexy pictures for their fiance or you know, future husband. Um, but that's really just like maybe like 10% of it. Um, 10% really? Yeah. Mostly, um, surprisingly it was, uh, it, it's mostly women who have just come from a place of, um, they've just been through something big, Yeah. whether that was a uh, divorce, um, like car accidents, surgeries, um, you know, pregnancy, miscarriages, um, sexual assault sometimes, yeah. um, stuff like that. Uh, and they're just trying to feel better about themselves. I love that. Like just the idea of healing by feeling yourself, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and so what is it like, like whenever somebody comes in there and they have never, like done anything like this before like you know maybe they're not super comfortable naked mm-hmm. or things like that like how do you make people feel so comfortable in a vulnerable situation Which, that's everybody yeah everybody usually comes in um every now and then i'll get somebody who has has done something like this before 
Um, but yeah, but most people have have never yeah never been in front of the camera like this. Definitely not in their underwear. Yeah. Um, so I try to take the guesswork out of all of it. Um, you know, like with the emails you mentioned um, and like prep work and stuff like that, kind of what to expect. Um, and really, they just have to kind of show up. Yeah. And then we take care of the rest, like with hair and makeup and stuff. And then um, I know that like if I did something like that. Um, and somebody was just like, all right, get on the bed and look sexy. I would just have a panic attack <laughs> and just like act like the most awkward person. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, just walk them through everything. Um, and then, like I mentioned in your session, um, you know, people tend to like a, to hold a lot of tension in their, their hands and stuff. Um, so if you give them things to do a lot, they just, they, one, they forget about being nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, like the, um, you know, just like their hands look natural. Yeah. So, well, that was clenched. that's something that I loved. Like I have been in front of cameras quite a lot but not in such an intimate setting and Mm -hmm. so literally like y'all I got on like this bed and I think the first thing I asked you is like what do I do with my hands like Mm -hmm. you know I don't want to look like too provocative and nasty but like I don't want to just have them laying there like fish you know like Mm -hmm. like what do I do and you were so good like Justin was giving me like the most teeny details you were like okay take your middle finger and just like relax it a little bit and then the whole time you were shooting you were like breathing like out loud reminding me to breathe because mm-hmm. i was holding my breath the whole yeah. time <laughs> and i i just think that you've got to figure it out how long did it take you like did, like the first shoot you did did you know all that or was did, oh, like, no. did it just come with time no um I think I'd found like a couple of like just basic tutorials, like online videos and stuff, just basic posing. Yeah. Um, but I found out like pretty early on that uh, you can put somebody in a pose and it's it's not gonna look great. Yeah. Um, you know, like each pose doesn't work for everybody. So if I have them just kind of put you in like a pose and then just get you to like to move around and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it tends to look a lot more natural. Yeah. Um, and so I do want to talk about like walk the listeners through kind of the emails in the form and stuff that you sent because I just thought that that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the questionnaire that I filled out, you ask like, what kind of music do you like? Like, what is the vibe? And you had like options, like what, what are they? Like, um, kind of like, uh, as far, yeah, like girl next door kind of look lacy, yes. um, you know, like more erotic stuff like that like mm-hmm. leather and all that stuff. So. Well, I love that because like I, I mean, like, I didn't know you really Mm -hmm. before this photo shoot. And so, like, you know, the only, like, fear, I guess, that I had going in, I was like, you know, like, for me personally, again, this is no shade, like, do whatever you want. But, like, for me personally in these photos, I didn't want it to, like, imply that I was, like, touching myself Mm -hmm. or things like that. You know, like, like that's not super on brand for me. Um, And so I was, like, just nervous about it. And then I got the questionnaire and I felt so much better because, like, literally, that's an option. And I was like, Mm -hmm. do not click. (laughs) Um, and then whenever we got there, you actually sat down and went over the questionnaire with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another thing that I did get some questions about whenever we, like I posted, you know, like a little sneak peek and stuff, people asked me like, is it weird doing a photo shoot like this with a man? Mm-hmm. And I hate to be like that, but I think that's a fair question. Oh, like, absolutely. Do people ask that often? Um, well, I don't know if it's, it's asked, like if it's worded like that. They, they um, don't call you and ask, is this going to be weird? Yeah, no, um. <laughs> No, I, but I do feel like it, it, yeah, it stopped a lot of people, which is totally fine. You know, if somebody contacts me, like one, they're like, oh, I didn't know you were a guy, uh, which there's a photo of me on my website. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, if they have concerns or whatever, it's like, oh, like, I don't think my partner will be okay with that. I totally get it. hundred percent. And I'd happily, um, refer them to somebody else. That's why I just think that all the steps that you take, like take any weirdness out of it. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. like a doctor, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Despite what the photos look like, the photo shoot itself is nothing like that. No. It's like really lighthearted and, and fun. 
it feels and honestly y'all i can vouch like the poses that you like coach you through Mm -hmm. there is not you are working muscles you didn't know you have like there's not time to think about like oh is this weird like there literally is no time for that yeah i just loved it um and so how do you have you ever had people look at their photos and like not love them um i've I've never had, I have yet to have a client who felt that way. Yeah. Um, there are some poses or whatever, like, Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, it's been interesting to see like what different people pick out about themselves that they don't like. Yeah. Um, cause usually things that I would never think of in a million years. Um, they're like, Oh, my collarbone looks a little weird in that photo. I was like, I, okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay. Um, stuff like that. But, um, no, overall, yeah, everybody's been unfortunate to have be really lucky with them. That's good. Is it like, what is it like to work with? I mean, this, I don't want to like, be so like negative but i just know like as women we can nitpick the shit out of Mm -hmm. photos of ourselves is that do you ever want to just like shake somebody and be like your arm doesn't look weird like you look amazing sometimes yeah when you go through you know like 100 photos and like half of them they're like oh this little tiny thing here this little tiny thing here and i was like these these are great right you you look beautiful yeah um like and i wish like i wish they didn't see themselves like that and that's probably the most frustrating part but do you think that i feel like overall even if there's a few that people don't like do you feel like doing a photo shoot like this like ultimately helps people see themselves like in like a sexier light or you know yeah i think so I and mean, that's what the clients say yeah what is that like um like to provide that for someone i mean for for somebody who kind of came from a background like i was i definitely like was a late bloomer you know i was like pretty awkward in uh in school and being younger so um and didn't get like more confident until older. Um, it's 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 nice to like rewarding to be able to do that for somebody. Um, yeah. So, I have a question about mm-hmm. OnlyFans. Okay. We live in an OnlyFans world mm-hmm. and like a world of like Twitter porn and shit like that. Why do you think that doing like a professional? boudoir shoot is like more impactful for someone than like throwing up their tripod and taking like a sexy pic. Um, I, I think you'd, you'd have to look at the results of the yeah. photos. Um, like to see the photos that I create and stuff. Like, I, mean, I, I like to think of them as, as works of art, um, mm-hmm. versus like, here's my boobs. Right. Yeah. For everybody to see. I agree. And I think, I mean, I've, I don't do only fans. I don't, take pictures like that of myself mm-hmm. at home. But if I did, I can just imagine um, just like the way you feel doing a full photo shoot. Like I felt like a supermodel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a different kind of experience than just like being yeah. in your house. I don't know. I think that uh, something like this is like self-care. Well, And I can't speak for everybody that does OnlyFans, but mm-hmm. I would imagine that um, some of the people that do it already have like a very positive view of themselves. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, like my clients come in and that's not the case. They're looking to feel that way. Yeah. Um, just to have somebody come in and like take all the guesswork out of it for them. Yeah. It really helps. Um, and so I want to talk about like some of the props that people can bring because okay. I know on the questionnaire, there's an option for props. We do not kink shame on this podcast, <laughs> but like, what are some crazy things people have brought in? Ooh. Um, there was a time where like firearms were really, yeah, like full on like uh, AR-15s and stuff. Um, I had a lot of those in a row, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, um, what's this political climate right now? Like- yeah. Um, and then as far as like kink stuff, uh, yeah, there was um, a lady that brought in like a bunch of bondage gear and stuff. And at the time, um, I had a studio in my house, uh, uh-huh. and so I'd have everybody kind of come in. Um, 
and we would like sit at my living room table and uh, we'd kind of like get to know each other. I'd ask them the same questions I asked you. And I'd be like, okay, well, let's lay everything out, like all your, your clothing options and stuff. And uh, this lady started laying everything out. And uh, yeah, just took out a couple of butt plugs and like <laughs> plopped them down like right on the t- And I was like, are, are, have you used those? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, could you, could you get them off my table? Like this is where we eat. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. Um, and then there's other things that you wouldn't think of. Like I had um, a lady who... Uh, came in, um, she was a mechanic, and mm. uh, brought in like a wrench, like a set of wrenches and stuff. <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we did. Um, and then like books, I have a lot of people bring books in. Yeah. So. I was, also whenever you, I was like trying to prepare, like, of course I was reading your stuff and then I was also like, you know, like on Pinterest, like just trying to like figure out like my outfits and stuff. And I noticed there are a lot of props and I was making a prop list. I haven't mm-hmm. even told you this. And I ended up like not bringing like any of it, but I was like, Hmm, what do I love? Let me just like make a, a loose list. I was like, disco ball. And I was like, am I about to take my disco ball out of my living room? Thank you so much it? for not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have to have like a huge full-size disco ball? Like, can we make this work? Uh, I probably would have politely told you no. Uh, no, I would or that we just have like out of it in the background somewhere. Um, people can bring stuff in. And as long as we can use it in a way that doesn't look like forced, yeah. we try to incorporate it. What if I had showed up with an AR-15? Uh, I mean, if that's the vibe you want to go for, yeah, you'd have had some great, AR-15 photos. Yeah, do like a, a, a guns and boob calendar. I'm just obsessed. That's mm-hmm. so funny. Um, and so why do you, something that I love that you did, and I'm sure that the answer is just because it works better, but like, why do you feel like it is important that you like physically show people these poses like that we're going to do? Um, that's uh, the only time I stretch. Really? No. Um, I feel like, yeah, just kind of, it's, it's tough to like put some, or he's like, I don't want you to lay down and do this, this and this. And they're like, I don't, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so it's easier for me to get down and show them. Yeah. I mean, literally like the back bending in some of these photos, mm-hmm. it feels like I was like having an exorcism. And then yeah. you look at the pictures and it's just like pretty. Yeah. That's just crazy how weird you feel. Mm-hmm. I love it though. Um, let me look at my question list here. I have gone off the rails and just like been throwing out questions. Um, do people get like emotional whenever they see their photos? Yeah, that happens a good bit. Really? Yeah. Like, do people cry? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it happens uh, often. Um, you come like somebody comes in and like they've never liked a photo themselves, and then they see themselves, especially like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be really emotional. You did like preface my photo reveal. You were like you know, a lot of people have never seen themselves like this before. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got to thinking about it. And like I told you, like, I don't like take sexy pics at home for any reason. Like I live with my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. he sees it. But you know, like, I guess I haven't seen myself, I've seen myself naked, but not in a photo posed like that intimately. Like it was cool. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that you prefaced it with that. You know, like I felt like I checked myself like, oh shit, I might've cried if you hadn't prefaced it yeah set the mood like that um yeah i, I yeah i kind of have the, t- like the same talk with everybody like at the yeah. beginning of that like um you know we, we can be our own biggest critic so if you like looking through these photos and you see something that you don't like don't worry about it we'll get rid of it later yeah um yeah because some people are like oh i don't like the side of my face or whatever my eye looks a little weird so yeah i don't know i i was just feeling myself so hard y'all like literally i probably sounded like a douche you let me see one photo mm-hmm. and i was like Oh, yes. And like the whole rest of the photo shoot, I was like on one. It's fun. Um, so why, I like to ask people, like, why 
they do what they do. So like, why, why do you do this? Mm, um, I think a lot of it is for that, like that emotional reward for me. Yeah. Um, just like other, I mean, I, I love photography. And I, I feel very fortunate to be able to make a living doing it. Um, but for things like, like weddings and ba- like taking photos of babies and like couples and stuff, like they know what they look like. Yeah. Like, you know what you look like on your wedding day. You know what your kid looks like. You know what your dog looks like, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like boudoir is different. Yeah. You know, to have somebody come in, um, like from a state of like vulnerability and to see themselves like an empowering way. Yeah. Um, and so this show is kind of about being in your twenties. Um, what advice do you have people? I have two parter here. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people who are in their twenties who like about confidence and like self image and things like that? Ooh, um, man in your twenties, uh, your twenties are like just an awkward time. Yeah. Um, just like trying to figure out who you are. Um, what you like, what you don't like. And then like once you get in your thirties and stuff, you see like, this is who I am. Um, it's a lot more comfortable. Um, but I think advice to give, don't rush into things. Um, like don't rush to get married. Don't rush to have kids. Um, don't rush to like settle down and like, there's like a lot of pressure on like buying a house and stuff, but, um, find out where you want to live. Go, go explore, go, um, travel, like travel abroad. Um, figure out who you are as a person before, um, yeah, before you decide to like settle down and stuff. That's good advice. Yeah. And then, and also like as far as confidence goes, you'd be surprised at like how many people don't think about you. You know, in your head, you're just like, oh, what do people think? Or like, oh, like how do I look and stuff? And like, yeah, they might give like a, a fraction of a second of a thought about you, and then after that, it's over. That has been like the best advice. Like I, I think that I first heard a version of that whenever I was like referencing the gym, and it's like once you realize no one gives a shit. No yeah. one is paying attention yeah. to you the way you're paying attention to Everybody's yourself. Everybody's caught up in their own story, their own little world. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's like so funny whenever I like get worried about like, oh my God, like my hair looks weird. I will check myself. I'll look in the mirror and be like, can you get over yourself? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so then the second part of that question, we talk a lot um, about just like career things because I feel like that's just like a hot topic whenever you're in your 20s. What advice do you have for the 20-year-old listening who doesn't know what they're doing with their life maybe um it's okay not to know what you're doing with your life um yeah i, I talk to a lot of people who um seem like they have their shit together and they're like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like i'm, yeah. just, I'm just winging it um but I, i'd say like i felt like there was a when i was younger there was a lot of pressure on me to kind of like fit into a career and do that for my entire life that's what my dad did that's what my you know my grandparents did um and then i i when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had like a lot of weird jobs and then fell into like a really good career uh, and did that for 15 years. Uh, but ended up like hating it. Yeah. Um, so like, it, like, you know, travel, go explore, figure out who you are as a person and what you want to do. Um, yeah. And don't, don't rush into like finding a career. Just fucking live poor for a while. Yeah, I mean, not like super poor, but like, you know, kind of. <laughs> I feel validated. Did you yeah. see my reaction? I was like, he's advising living poor, but yeah, or just it. like, just see how minimal you can live. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> before and then build from there. Okay. So you mean that in a much different way than I mean it. See, I don't want to live a minimal life. I don't live a minimal life. I mm-hmm. live outside of my means is what I do oh, currently. Okay. Okay. So maybe I should oh, work not, on yeah, that. Don't, don't make yourself poor by <laughs> maxing out your credit cards. No, but like, I feel like if you, if you. <laughs> Calvin is like dying right now. <laughs> if you have a foundation of like, you know how minimal you can live, um, you know, it kind of just takes the stress off of everything else. I should, I should reflect. 
yeah, that might be bullshit. So I would yeah, take it with a grain of salt. It sounds like solid advice. Like I think that if I um, sold like, so my dining room is like my glam room right mm-hmm. now. And it's just like two clothing racks. Like I'm obsessed with clothes. We talk about it somehow every week on this show. And if I could, you know, figure out a minimal closet, like what are 25 pieces and that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be better off financially for sure. Yeah. I have more room in my home. But I could never. I l- literally could never. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw I showed up to our photo shoot with what, like twelve outfits? Uh, yeah, yeah. somewhere there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I do want to kind of to ask about your personal life a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. Surprise. What is it? Is it ever weird to date? Like, has anybody ever been weird about the fact that you take photos of naked ladies for a living? Um, <laughs> no, I mean I've, I've been very like upfront about it because it's yeah. not something I'd like want to, you know to drop on like the fourth or fifth date. Um, so yeah, very upfront about it. Um, and everybody's been, oh, that's really interesting, really cool. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I didn't think that people would, like I would never be weird about that, but like I always ask, you know, mm-hmm. like we we did have a OnlyFans model or creator, whatever you want to call her, come on. And that was like a fascinating, I think people, certain people can just be a little bit weird about yeah. nudity period. Yeah, especially because, I mean, there's there's a lot of creepy guys with cameras. They're like taking <laughs> pictures of young ladies uh, with little clothing on. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like they can kind of, like, oh, this guy's a creep or whatever. Um, so I try to tell him like the like the ins and outs of it. And, right, you know. like it's it's very professional. Yeah. <laughs> and like I feel like in today's age, if you were creepy, you wouldn't have any business. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. people would put you on blast. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Especially because Savannah's such a small town, everybody would know. Right. Um, do people bring? So, well, actually, let me just like give a little behind the scenes. Do you care if I I mentioned that you were there? Okay, so we have my friend Sarah is in the room, um, and she was actually there during the photo shoot, like, taking some behind-the-scenes videos and stuff, and, like, first of all, that, like, expedited our friendship. (laughs) I was like, my nipples are just out, like, hey, Sarah, like, we've only hung out, like, twice. (laughs) So that was a real bonding experience for us. Um, But I wanted to bring that up to say, like, do you like it whenever people bring a plus one? Do you prefer it to be one-on-one? Like, what's what are people doing? Are they bringing their friends? Um, usually, so the majority of the time, it's just myself and the client. Yeah. Um, however, you know, if they want to bring somebody, I'm totally cool with it, um, especially if they feel more comfortable. Uh, mm-hmm. I just ask that it's, like, somebody who they feel will be positive, um, and it's somebody that they haven't been in, like, a romantic relationship with, because I just yeah. find, like, that it's a little harder for people to relax in that situation. Um yeah, no, sometimes it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they'll like, yeah, bring a bottle of champagne and just kind of like make a girl's day of it. Yeah, that's so. what I feel like I would rather bring a girlfriend. Like, I like that you ask, don't bring your partner because you might mm-hmm. think like, oh, this will be like a sexy experience yeah. for us. But like, if my boyfriend was just watching me do a photo shoot, I feel like I would be like a little, not yeah. self-conscious, but almost, you know? Yeah. Like, do I look weird? Does he think I look weird? Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, you can usually, usually tell, like I said, like in your hands and you know, like your eyes and your lips and stuff. It just like there feels like there's just a little more tension. Yeah. Um, but I've had yeah, I've had people come in town, especially from like uh, when they travel. Uh, like two friends will come in and we'll just do this. this like both of them will have a shoot at the same time. That's so, cool. Mm-hmm. Just like trade off, have each yeah. other up. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been? Have you done a like a favorite photo shoot? Is there one that stands out mm. other than mine? Obviously, I would say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I had a client come in um, 
And she's like, she's like, oh, I brought a lot of stuff. And I was like, okay, it's cool. Like people usually bring like a lot of stuff. Uh, but she brought boxes of things in. Boxes? So I was like, oh, this is gonna be a pain in the ass. Um, but no, like she, yeah, she brought in like uh, like a fog machine and a bunch of lasers and like strobes, like an alien outfit. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and everything else going on that day. So we just got weird with it. And um, yeah, it's just I think probably like five hours there, just like doing fun. You know what? That was that was a lot of fun. That is so cool. Yeah, I didn't know like the the space that I like my studio. Um, yeah, we had the fog machine going. The room was fogged out, and I didn't know like uh, it was leaking out underneath the door into the hallway. Thankfully, it was like a Saturday or Sunday, so nobody else was there. But like, I opened the door, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like just all <laughs> down the hallway is like smoked out. But yeah, that's amazing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, if you like scroll down on Instagram, there's some of the photos and stuff. You'll see them there. The only ones with like laser lights and things. Yeah, so, I but feel just, like you can't miss it. Yeah, getting like we were doing like reflections with mirrors and stuff and like bouncing things around. So yeah, that was pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't have a ton more questions. Is there anything else that you want me to know? Um, no. Or I think anyone we, to know about Boudoir? No, I think we covered a lot of it. I will say, like, yeah. I crowdsourced a couple of these questions, mm-hmm. um, and of one that didn't make the cut because I'm about to ask you right now. But I had a couple people just say, "Yeah, where do I sign up?" I was like, "I love this energy from you guys. Like, thank you." So, plug yourself. Tell people how they can find you. How can they book a shoot with you? Uh, yeah, so velvetlightboudoir dot uh, com um, or uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, there's links to everywhere. Especially if you go on my website, you'll see uh, like a gallery of images. Maybe you scroll down to the bottom. There's a contact form. Cool. Yeah. Um, and usually somebody wants to book a, like a session for um, like a special date, like an anniversary or birthday or something like that. Uh, I recommend like at least a month out. Okay. So. Awesome. Actually, now I have one more question. Okay. What are like the different ways, like if you want to give this as a gift to mm-hmm. somebody, like you can get a book, like what all, what all can you get for like your partner if you want to give them a gift? Yeah. So the, um, I think the most popular option are albums. Uh, they're beautiful albums. Um, you Take a look at one of them. Yeah. Um, I have a made in Europe. Um, they're like super high quality. Uh, then like prints, uh, metal wall art, and also do those like cool retro finders. Mm-hmm. Your mic or else I can't hear. Oh, Sorry. do like a little peep show in them? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have a, a story. I think I told Sarah this. Um, sorry, y'all. Now I'm just rambling. I promise I'm going to wrap it up. Um, so whenever me and Cameron lived together, mm-hmm. we, for the first like six months, we lived in like a garage carriage house apartment and he had this couch. It was this red couch and he had like gotten it at the Goodwill for his own personal place, which no shade. I love Goodwill furniture. Okay. But it was like, like a bad red. It was like a ketchup red and it was cloth and you know, like cloth will hold Hold a smell. So it just smelled like a dusty old red ketchup couch. And I was like, I hate this thing. But it wasn't at my house yet. He moves in. He brings the couch. I put up with it for six months. And then we found a new apartment. And I was like, Cameron, say goodbye to this couch. That's Mm -hmm. it. We're moving. We have a reason to get a new one. I got us a leather one. I found it. I did the whole thing. And then I realized, like, he was actually upset because he loved that couch. Like, it was so comfortable. He loved it. And I was like, I feel like I need to do, like, an ode to the couch right now. So I got my little Polaroid camera out, and mm-hmm. I put on, like, the little red lingerie set that I wore with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a Polaroid of me looking sexy on the red couch. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is your memento. Like, you yeah. can remember the couch. It was so good. I think he keeps it in, like, his car or something. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, all right, y'all. Anything else you want to no, chat about? No, I was really interested to see where that story was going. Where so did you thanks, think it was going? For, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. I thought, yeah, I thought we were going to end up at like, yeah, like a furniture store. Furniture like store? Or something. Yeah. No. <laughs> Here we are.
That's awesome. Yeah, you brought it back to. Yeah, I've connected it all. Yeah. All back to Bajor. Anyway. All right, y'all. Well, I can go ahead and do like our outro, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank yeah, you for number one, here. partnering me with a photo shoot. It was like the best experience for real. And I like, I keep looking at the photos like all night last night. I just was sitting on my phone, just scrolling through them like over and over. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that makes me feel confident and really good. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, and thank you for bringing, you know, like a little behind the scenes of what you do for the listeners. That's always cool. Yeah. All right. With that, you guys know the drill. New episodes drop every single Monday morning, uh, but right and early, we are available as a video show on Spotify and YouTube. We're available as a podcast only on Spotify, Apple, Google, literally anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Dip Pod and follow me at Lauren underscore Wolverton. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions about Boudoir, like send them to Justin, send them to me. I will forward them over. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And if you guys like this episode, please remember to share it. Every time you guys share it on social media, that helps me more than you know. So thank you all so much. And I will see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>